Hey, 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 how's it going? All right. You know, I'm starting to realize that I don't even really need, um, actually, let me turn this down. Hey, can you hear me? Perfect. So I don't even really need to hear myself. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, what I am going to do, though, is move the microphone a little bit closer. Maybe I will keep the monitor on. This is a little different than uh, hip-hop rapping. Hold on. Hey, Tammy, come in here. Okay, so Tammy's going to come in here. Um, this is the podcast, episode two. I'll tell you my name later. Um, you know what? This could be interesting. This could be a good thing. I had episode one, but uh, I was just talking to Tammy about it. I put too many people's names and situations in it. And it made it kind of yucky, because then I realized that I would never be able to share it or let anybody hear it. So, um, no, nah, I didn't want to do that. All right, so my daughter is in here. Um, my wife was attempting to get her to clean up. My daughter is very stubborn. She's very much like her dad in that regard. But you, you know what? Y'all don't want to hear about it. So, Tammy, the subject, well, one of the things I'm going to talk about today okay she's coming but i'll tell you well i want to make it a surprise i want to make it a surprise i want her to hear what the starting topic is going to be and then we'll just go from there so you know i really realize i like talking about what the fuck i like talking about um whether it be hip-hop muay thai the art of breathing yoga um hip-hop always hip-hop boom you know that's the fuck I want to do. And I don't really see a good reason. I'm drinking almond milk now. I'm trying to put on a little fat. So, so Tammy, I got a couple of different topics that I was going to talk about today. But, hey, Rhea. But what I was, I was listening to a, a hip-hop artist. Is it playing on here? I, I was listening to a hip-hop artist named uh, Benny the Butcher, right? You never, it's part of this group called Griselda. This is going somewhere, a topic that will interest you. And in the song, when I was hearing him, the guy was like sounding really depressed. Mm -hmm. Like he was talking about his enemies are coming after him. I'm smoking cigarette after cigarette. And then it hit me, you know, that hip hop is the black man's version of therapy, like actual therapy to talk. Because if you listen to a lot of these songs, like Zero, for example, these guys are actually screaming out for help. I see it. These guys are actually screaming for help because if you took away the music and just said somebody read, if if a client came to you and read a fuck you bitch or, you know what I'm saying, by zero to you with no music and not being a hook, you'd be disturbed. You would ask, like, hey, what's going on, Mr. McVeigh, in your life? And as an adult, we see it different. And now that I'm listening to these guys, all these guys have these songs, women too. And that's why black people are so soulful in their music, not just because of practice, it's because it's from somewhere deep that you never get a chance to express mm-hmm. or talk to a therapist about. So how do you, what do you feel about that statement? You can get over here if you like. Come on, give it a shot. Yeah, I'm to you. Sorry. No, I, I think you're correct. I feel like... Um, it's no secret. I mean, many artists have expressed that their music is therapeutic for them. So music presents an outlet 
for them. Um, not only an outlet, it's what we call a coping mechanism. Um, something that helps them when they feel emotionally overwhelmed or stressed out. So, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a way to express how you feel, um, but creatively. So it's kind of like you're releasing negative energy, but because you're doing something that you like, it gives you a sense of positivity with it. Right. Well, let let me ask you this. Um, The worrisome part about it is that it almost seems like people champion these people's pain, like how we always like old Mary, mm-hmm. but we never encourage them to get help. Like if, like once again, if you were to write this stuff down, a therapist would say, "Hey, and y'all could work through these feelings." Do they, even though it's cathartic, do they get that part from it? I think that you got to look at it from different perspectives. I think what people like about an artist is relatability. Okay. So. Ah. So I could be going through depressed people. I mean, we could. I could be going through something that your song talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one it's one thing to hear someone going through what you're going through and that resonates with you. But you know, just hearing it, just just hearing the music, singing the words, that could be cathartic for you mm-hmm. if you're you know going through some of the same things. So I think that even though we may recognize this guy's kind of disturbed, I think in the moment sometimes people just, they're caught up in relating to it. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good point. Have you ever found yourself uh, relating to a, a music or an artist at stages in your life? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Miss <laughs> Betts, for your input. You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, you know, help, let me, you can barely hear it unless you're right on it. Um, so I was just thinking about that because I heard that guy, and I think about a lot of these artists and how old they are, and not even just how old they are, the situations that they're around um, that could possibly influence it even further. So, man, I wrote down a lot of stuff. So we will start from the beginning. The this has been a big thing for me over the last year or two. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. She was trying to steal my almond milk. She's like the gangster of love over here. Is using your intuition and avoiding toxic people. Uh, Tammy has a high level of intuition. And um, this is something that we talk about all the time in regards to listening to your gut, your intuition. Guess what, people? your gut's probably correct. It's probably more correct than you realize and think it is because a lot of time what you're getting from your gut is actually pattern recognition. You know, when we're born, when we come out, uh, this is something me and Tammy talked about. When you come out, you have a certain level of gut intuition already. And what you come to realize, think about, let me ask you, just think about this. The people that you come to about your gut intuition, tell me if you, Tell me, tell me if you think you're correct. The people that you go to and tell them when you're young, because you don't know any better, that, hey, my gut intuition is telling me something about you. It's telling you something bad, right? It's usually telling you something about this person is possibly trying to take advantage of you or deceive you. So when we're young, we go and go to this person who's also probably young and ask them, hey, are you deceiving me? Well, they're going to say no. And then you're going to run into, and so you, a trustworthy person, 
or an imp- if you're an empath per se, because usually empaths have a high level of intuition already. They're very sensitive. They take on other people's emotions. So they they themselves have a hard time believing that somebody would purposely deceive them because they wouldn't purposely deceive somebody else. And usually empaths that they're like mutants almost. They have the, they have this ability, this power, but they don't really have a way to control it and they actually don't even know what it is. And they just assume that everybody else is like them. Well, they're really, really wrong. Um, there are a lot of toxic people that grew up, maybe even not to their own fault, but who gives a fuck about that? Let me tell you something. When it comes to toxic people, don't spend a lot of time trying to figure them out. Your job is to protect yourself. Because what you're going to realize, and I use the word toxic for a reason, there's a difference between somebody who's just depressed and somebody who's constantly creating their own storms. Be there for your depressed friend. Be there for your depressed friends. But I'll tell you this as an act of self-preservation. Really watch out. I wouldn't even recommend. I'll, I'll put that line in the sand. I would not recommend hanging around people who create their own storms until they can do some deep work on themselves and then come to you at a later date. Because what happens in a storm, you drown. Just stay away. You, unless you have the mental capacity to deal with it, which you probably don't. Just just trust me on this. Keep working on yourself. And you find as you work on yourself, you can help to work on others. Um, but back to gut intuition and gut feelings. So you have these gut feelings, these gut intuitions. And you this person's deceiving you. Say, hey, well, you read enough people that tell you your gut intuition is wrong. You end up just second guessing yourself. Tammy, I don't know if you mind me sharing this, but you told me that's something that you're working on yourself, trusting your gut intuition and the baby's kicking her in the back. And um, it's true. The world will attempt to beat it out of you. I mean, if you really think about it, the only reason somebody would tell you that your gut intuition is wrong besides attempting to deceive you, because they generally, when people tell you, that's another thing. Usually when... She likes it. When when um, when people tell you your gut intuition is wrong, do you ever notice that when you tell them the thing, they never want to explore the feeling? Does any, do you ever get that vibe? Like you tell them what you're feeling, they say no, and they really want to move on to the next subject because they know if they stay on that subject for too long, there will start being inconsistencies in their story, and what you're probably thinking is correct. And we'll go to an even deeper level uh, in saying that if you're constantly having this gut feeling or gut intuition about somebody, it gets to a point where who gives a fuck if it's even true? The fact that you have such negative emotions to this person may mean that they're not deceiving you in the way that you can see in a physical way, but there's probably something going on deeper within your interpersonal communications with this person that does not make you feel good. And I'll tell you this, the result and the answer is the same. Get away. Get away from these people. Um, I, you know, And I think it might be a thing in so, because social media is so prevalent and present and we attach our self-worth to how many friends we have. Well, I know, okay, I can't speak for everybody, but I know I used to. MySpace days, I wanted to add up my friends yeah. and have the most friends or whatever. Uh, get that from her. I think it's something like a little silicone pack. Um, you know, you want to see who has the most friends. And so you're willing to just increase this artificial amount of associates that you have that aren't real friends at all. And you get afraid to be alone. 
Because what's the loneliest thing you could imagine? A Facebook page with no friends. Just Tom. That's MySpace page. It's, it's a unidirectional mic, so you have to get right up on it to speak. Okay, hold on. Daughter's hitting. Hitting's bad. You don't do that. <clears throat> no, I think that's just the society that we're in right now. I mean, you can take Instagram. You know, we don't have to go all the way back to MySpace. We can go to the Instagram that we have right now. When you look on Instagram, if someone doesn't have a lot of followers automatically assume they're not popular. Uh, people count the likes. You know, you heard the phrase, doing it for likes. I mean, I've seen people erase posts because they don't get enough likes. I, I mean, it. it's common, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's still a whole popularity contest. People are still counting their friends, counting how many people are paying attention to them. So we don't have to take it all the way back to MySpace. It's still going on right now with Instagram. Pretty much everybody we know. Oh, so I'm back. I was still able to hear everything you were saying. I had to charge up my watch. I'm doing a... Hold on. Let me just sit next to you. I'm doing a... Uh, this will be easier. i just do this. Uh, I'm doing a competition with one of my coworkers. I'm whooping her ass. I would think it's very hard to keep up with me. And oh, I know what you're about to do. Dog, look at you. Oh, just go, go for it. Go for it, little baby. Um, my kid's bad. Hold on. Come here. Come sit with me. No, you come and sit with mom. Damn. Uh, where's my phone at? What were we talking about? Intuition, right? Mm -hmm. uh, trust it, people. Just fucking trust it. Trust me in telling you to trust it. Just, uh, so, I was, so I was listening, you know, I was listening to a video about gut instinct on the, um, on the way. That's like a little, yeah, get that from her. She's, Stop. This kid finds... So, I realized something also. I was walking, had a little moment, thinking about my dad. I'll make this one brief. You know, because it tell. I was listening to this YouTube video, and it was saying that um, if you had somebody who loved you and protected you and uh, taught you and mentored you think, mentored things to you, you're probably light years ahead of most people because a lot of people don't have that. And as I get older, I find that there is some truth in that statement. You think it, once again, if you have it, you think it's just a normal, common thing, when indeed it's not really. And I was thinking about my dad, and I realized that he taught me universal law at a very early age, but not because of what he said, but because of what he did. You know, he, um, you just realize that you do right by people, even if there is no reward. And he didn't even say, and that was the thing about my dad, what I really liked and admired and looking back, because I'll get into Christianity just a little bit. A lot of people will tell you to do things um, like, they basically tell you to be a good person sometimes for God. Well, you are supposed to, but the thing about it is that it almost comes with the expectation that you're going to receive something you know, in the back end in some way. I'm starting to realize that being a good person and doing the right thing is doing it just because of that. Just because it's the right thing to do. Um, 
it'll please God in the process, but don't do it to get any type of brownie points. Because if you do that, then part of you will, if you don't think you're going to get any type of immediate reward for it, you probably won't do it. Because if it doesn't benefit you directly or even indirectly, and I know that sounds really messed up, but I know a lot of selfish people in the world who, in my mistake being younger, was once again thinking that everybody thought like me and that doing good things was just inherent to everybody. It ain't. All right. You know what? Let me tell you something about it. Let me tell you a story about this old dusty ass nigga. Yeah, I'm intellectual and shit, but let's, let me uh, say what the fuck I want to say. I let this old dust. He brought. He asked to borrow forty bucks from me, and I don't know about y'all. I guess it's because I'm so chill and genuinely a nice guy. People borrow money from me and don't pay me back. You know what? Now I don't give a fuck, but this time I did. So I've been hounding this guy for about a good two, four, five days about my money. I think he changed his uh, Facebook account. But you know what? I've learned my lesson. Here's another thing, y'all. Just don't do business with friends. And if you do lend to people money, don't lend it. Just give it to them. Give it to them with no expectation it's going to get it back. Because guess what? You ain't going to get it back. If I were to sit here and think about... I'll just use the number 10. Because that's my daughter's favorite number right now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I use 10. If out of 10 niggas that I done lent money to, nine probably paid me back and one of them was my brother. Everybody else haven't got a dime back from them. And I, not even a dime, not even a good excuse. Because I say all the time, if you owe me $200, you could literally pay me a dollar a day and probably make excuse on 125 of them. And I really wouldn't give a fuck. As long as you were making a concentrated effort to pay me back or at least keep in contact with me about an update of your situation. Even though that sounds invasive, but, you know, once you borrow money, what they say that you're the slave to the other person, like the the beholder becomes your master. Um, Anyway, let's see. Houston weighs another coronavirus lockdown, which they should have done. I can get political on this thing because I want to. These motherfucking people just had to care so much about money in the face of a possibly world ending pandemic. Just think about that, y'all. There's a virus out there that can has a seven day incubation period. You can be asymptomatic and go somebody else and devastate them. But because you can't get a haircut you would say, fuck it, because you're bored. Think about that. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? Not even caring about other people. Do you care about yourself? Or do you care more about supremacy and being on top? And think that you're so, you're so conceited with yourself and so selfish, you think you're probably more powerful than God, don't you? Because it's like, you think you can beat a virus by, by what? You're refusing to wear a mask. The government's trying to protect your silly ass. Like, you never can tell. Do you want to be big government or not? Do you want them to help you? and Put that down. Yeah, that, that was a signal for me to get off that rant. Because I can get on. Nah, I can just keep going on and on. But 
that's it. That's all I had for today. Is there anything you wanted to add on? Nope. No. Nope. So I that's think, uh, actually, I don't know what I said I was going to call mm-hmm. this show. I'll name this show at the end. Well, I'm at the end and don't have a good name for it. Um, so that'll be that. Uh, so I hope I'll see you guys sometime next week. Whatever is the next day. Oh, well, I'll say this last thing and then I'll try to get off. I'm just really developing and cultivating my writing process. And it seems I tried to do it. Well, when I was at the old podcast, Colt 45, it had to be, it was very structured, note point by point, time by time. It was really difficult for me to do that because that's just not how my brain works, right? Well, this time, like the first episode, which I had to delete, I went super loose and just started ranting and raving, which is interesting to some degree, but I need a, I need a, a, a mix. So it's like I make loose, loose notes that just prompts me to remember, and then I can go on whatever wild tangents I want, and I really seem to prefer that. So this particular podcast isn't going to really have any topics um, other than just the shit I want to talk about whenever the fuck I feel like talking about it. So, yeah, yeah. I I don't think I even introduced myself. Well, I'm not going to tell you my name because it's really none of your business. I might one day. Long down. Yeah, some at some point, because I have a good feeling about this podcast right now, because I like the way it's turning out. I can have anybody on the show if I wanted, because there's no really restrictions. You don't have to know about music, you know, you know about whatever you want. She's looking at me, my wife, because she knows me. And so once I start going down a rabbit trail or something, if I really want to do it, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, but I can get a little extreme with it. A whole lot of extreme with it, but I see it through. I'm definitely going to do it if that's the thing that I want to do. So I can tell you a little bit about myself. I'm an ER nurse. I have been for the last five years, and I'll tell you a different story about that uh, later time. I'm the manager now, which is pretty cool. I never thought I was going to be able to do that. Um, I'm in school, and I'm learning not to say um. it's better to just have a pause apparently and it makes you sound more intelligent honestly even though you're doing the exact same thing something about um sorry y'all it makes y'all it makes you sound dumb especially if you had a lot of them and unsure about your statement because i would hate to say could you imagine you're sitting on a surgery table table and the doc and one of the doctors like uh cut the arugula and then right before your surgeon cut you he's like um okay that makes you think he's about to fuck you up. So, uh, for hobbies, I like to read comic books. I'm going to read this X-Men comic book after I get off this. I'm just sitting in the garage. Today is going to be my chill day. I'm going to try to limit my physical activity just so my body can recover. It's uh, X-Men House of M, I think is that's what, it, what I'm going to read in a little bit. I like to do Muay Thai. I'm taking a break, letting my body heal. I'm just really going to lift and do cardio and stretch. Just kind of take it easy for a couple of weeks. Especially with COVID. I don't think I'm going to be going to classes anyway. And, you know, it's time for my body's telling me to just chill. Muay Thai is a lot of fun. I really like to take some boxing, too. So they do slightly different things. But I don't want to run from kicking anymore. I want to get full body flexibility. Because there's 
now that I'm paying, being more in tune with my body, I got little tight areas all around. Like my daughter's. Oh, yeah. She's a big girl now. She's two. She's pretty great, when even when she's not being great. She has a lot of fucking energy. Also, people, if you can have kids younger, but not when you're broke, try to find that nice middle ground. Because when you're older, man, it's tough. But, you know, it's helped me be energized. If you ever want to get your steps in, just run, a, follow a toddler all day. Put your Apple Watch on and just see what happens. I promise you, you'll get at least 2000 off that flat. Uh, so Muay Thai, comic books. I don't really listen to podcasts anymore because I had a negative experience when I was on the whole podcast that just like, ugh, I don't even want to. But I do enjoy, I like hearing myself talk, as you can tell. I like writing. I wrote a lot of hip hop. And that's also what made me think about black men and depression because I realized that those pivotal moments in my life of either really sad, well, mostly of really sadness, is when I would lean on hip hop because so. And I was thinking about this last night. It gives you a way of expressing your feelings without any judgment, right? So if you were just a, some of the things that I wrote when I was really down were almost impossible for me to express like in a regular one-on-one conversation. It would feel awkward. So something about hip hop itself would, it would take that away. That ability, because you can pour out your soul, and people are hearing you, but there's still a barrier there, with the written word, and I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but it gives you a different level of comfortability in talking to people. And now that I've gotten away from making hip hop music as much, because I don't really feel like it, I've realized that I'm now, but I'm now able to express these things that I'm feeling to people. In a verbal fat, just like without any written word or anything like that. And people listen to me when I talk, but that is enough of that. So, But I always knew that I wanted to talk. Uh, fifth, even in fifth grade, I wanted to be a lawyer. Started doing law. Didn't like it. And I think that's it. We live in a house. First house. First house, first baby. First all that, yeah. Um, the house is great. It's in the burbs, and it took me some time to adapt to it. I was thinking about it today. I was out walking, saw rabbits. Rabbits are kind of cool, but you always wonder if they got rabies. At least I do, because I don't trust them. You know what? Yeah, okay, still recording. Um, I was like, this is really nice. This is really chill. You can't walk like this in Midtown. The smells in Midtown, which is like downtown-ish, but... For hipsters or whatever the fuck ever it smells like piss like even looking back right now i'm actually glad that i lived there i'm actually glad that i got it out of my system because you couldn't pay me you couldn't pay me to live in a suburban uh, in a urban area like that again how about you not no. like that no not like that like it I, I do like the city but I like where we are now, but no, I would never, I would never go back to a midtown like location again. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not for me. Uh, so we did that for I think we lived in Midtown for two years, and I, the moment that we signed our lease, regretted it. It's like the same time we did these old 
Because you know what? If we think about it, if old Thunderfeet had, if those guys had stayed upstairs before we renewed, I don't think we would have renewed. There's no way. It was horrible. We never got any sleep. Never got any fucking sleep. Because the um, the upstairs neighbors, it was just ridiculous. That old Thunder, Thunderfeet. What's the fuck flag day? Anyway, it was ridiculous. Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's all I feel like talking about right now. Uh, yeah, maybe I can do this once a week. I don't see why I couldn't. I got the time. So, peace. Get out of my house.